The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. There was a scholar of the law who stood up to test Jesus and said, Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, What is written in the law? How have you read it? He said in reply, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. He replied to him, You have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. But because he wished to justify himself, he said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man fell victim to robbers. As he went down from Jerusalem to Jericho, they stripped him and beat him and went off, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down that road, but when he saw him, he passed by on the opposite side. Likewise, a Levite came to the place, and when he saw him, he passed by on the opposite side. But a Samaritan traveler who came upon him was moved with compassion at his sight. He approached the victim poured oil and wine over his wounds and bandaged them. Then he lifted him up on his own animal, took him to an inn, and cared for him. The next day he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper with the instructions, Take care of him. If you spend more than what I have given you, I shall repay it to you on my way back. Which of these three, in your opinion, was neighbor to the robber's victim? He answered, the one who treated him with mercy. Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. The Gospel of the Lord. A man named Eric Pickersville is a photographer whose work went viral about nine months ago. And you may or may not remember this, but it was a series of pictures titled Removed. And what it actually was was people all in their like normal uh, setting, about 20 pictures of them with their cell phones removed. And so what you have are these images of people just looking down at, their, at the palm of their hands. And what the photographer was doing was helping us to see where our attention is focused. And if you're an outsider just looking in, how absurd it looks. And as you begin to look at them, um, so I'll describe a couple of the images to you. One was a husband and wife. They were just married. And they're, they must have been like sitting in between uh, pictures with their photographer because they're sitting on the front of the car and the, the husband's on one side, the wife's on the other. They're both looking down at their phones and their phones are removed. So they're looking at their palms and you see the just married sign behind them. So this newly couple who is just married, their attention is where? Not on each other, it was on their phones. The second picture, um, so it, they begin to get more and more haunting as you, as, as you look at them. The second picture is of a family, and they're sitting around the dining room table, and they, you could tell they've just kind of eaten their food. The, the food is all eaten up, and the husband is there, and he's looking at his phone, and the wife is across the table, and she's looking at her hand, actually. And the daughter's kind of cleaning dishes, and she's looking at her hand, and the son is there, and he's looking at his hand. The entire family is gathered around the table. Not one is looking at each other. They're all looking down. And the one that I found was most haunting was a, it was a barbecue. 
like a Fourth of July barbecue, and there was a kind of an open pit there, and the, the husband was tending the meat at the same time looking at his hand, and the wife was sitting on the, the bed of the truck, and she was looking down at her hand, and the little boy is chopping wood, and he's looking right at the photographer. And it, it, it realized, you know, as I looked at this little boy, I realized I did that and all these pictures. You know, I've been one to, to be looking at my cell phone. And the reality is that we all probably are trapped in this. And if it's not our cell phone, it might be something else. And he came across this epiphany. He was sitting in a cafe, actually. And I'm going to read to you what he wrote. There was a family sitting next to me in a cafe in Troy, New York, and they're so disconnected from one another. Not much talking. Father and two daughters have their phones out. Mom doesn't have one or chooses to leave it put away. She stares out the window, sad and alone, in the company of her closest family. Dad looks up every so often and announces some obscure piece of, of info he found online. Twice he goes on about a large fish that was caught. No one replies. I am saddened by the use of technology and the interaction in exchange for not interacting. This has never happened before in all of humanity, and I doubt we have scratched the surface of the social impact of this new experience. Mom has her phone out now. The image of that family, the mother's face, the teenage girls and their father's posture and focus on the palm of their own hands has been burned in my mind. It was one of those moments when you see something so amazingly common that it startles you into consciousness of what actually is happening, and it is impossible to forget. I see this family at grocery stores, in classrooms, on the side of the highway, and in my own bed when I fall asleep next to my wife. We rest back to back on our sides, coddling our small, cold, illuminated devices every night. So that was the kind of epiphany that led him to do this whole series of pictures called Removed. And the reality is, for a lot of us, you know, when we ponder this question, who is our neighbor? Our neighbor is often the person right next to us. Our neighbor is often the person that, that, we, that will be sitting right next to at a restaurant. Our neighbor is often our closest family members. But how do we treat them? How do we acknowledge them? How do we allow them to enter into our presence? Now, I know 2,000 years ago, they didn't have mobile phones. They didn't have cell phones at the time Jesus was telling this parable, right? But I think that this priest and this rabbi and this Samaritan, well, not the Samaritan, but the, the first two, their minds must have been so preoccupied that they could walk by someone half beaten up, you know, half alive. And it was only till the Samaritan walked by that he looked and he saw with compassion. He actually looked at the father's man and, and compassion filled his heart. And that compassion allowed him to go and actually take care of that man and bring him in, into a hotel and provide for his needs. I think it was his awareness that allowed for the compassion. I think the first two were just so preoccupied, so preoccupied by whatever their fears might have been about this, this, this person that was beaten up and broken down, or maybe they were, you know, didn't want to be burned by it, or maybe they were busy on their way to something. Maybe they didn't want to engage in that. And the reality is that we all fall prey to this. 
So 2,000 years later, we have these mobile phones and how much time do we spend looking at our hands? Studies show that the average person checks their smartphone once every five minutes. That's how addicted we are. Once every five minutes, we're looking at our smartphones. And if you don't know me yet, you know that I love technology and I love apps and I love smartphones, but I also know the great danger that they, that they can also bring. I see it in my own family. You know, sometimes we'll be there on Sunday after dinner and everyone has their device. I'll never forget my Uncle Jim, who was like uh, another father figure in my family. He was my grandfather's brother. And one day he was sitting there and he looked around at all of us and we were on our devices. He was so disgusted, he stood up and he said, I'm leaving. And when he said that, I realized why he was leaving. Here's Uncle Jim, 86 years old, no device. We're all staring at, staring at our devices when we have this amazing man in our presence. And so I just want to invite all of you to think about that. Who is your neighbor? Who is your neighbor? But maybe more importantly, what is it that keeps you distracted from realizing who your neighbor is? What is the distraction that keeps us so preoccupied that we can't realize and acknowledge and appreciate the person right across the table from us? What is it that caused my Uncle Jim to stand up and leave that day? It was the, the realization that there wasn't a connection, that even though we were all in the same room together, we weren't treating each other like we were actually together. And so as the photographer came across that epiphany and developed the whole series of removed with the people looking at their palms of their hands so distracted, maybe we can re realize that, remember that image. Maybe that image can be seared into our minds to remind us always that whenever we're looking at the palm of our hands, we're not acknowledging the neighbor before us. And so I just invite you to, to remember that. Who is your neighbor? And what is keeping you from fully acknowledging him, as Jesus said, and treating him with mercy?